You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, please, you can have your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, that prayer is foreshadowing. Hallelujah. Because it's one of those kind of messages. <laughs> it will go like this. But please, just receive what God has for you inside there. Eh? And the digressions in the Appian way. Hallelujah. I used to think it was an evil word. Hallelujah. How many of us have ever just heard some words? I just think that this thing is evil. Until we find out that it's actually not. Appian way is actually not evil. Hallelujah. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's always that call it Appian way. It's Appian way. Hallelujah. It's supposed to be like a shortcut. I'm serious. You guys don't believe me. Everybody looking at me suspiciously like it's a lie. Yeah, sorry, it's Callistus and Ebonim. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, look at it. Thank you, Lucky. See now, I'm not lying. Wikipedia can't lie, right? Happy and we. Praise God. <laughs> See, you're already getting blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's be conscious of God's power, amen? Um, <laughs> so my wife had a very interesting week. <laughs> um, See, God's healing power works even when you are taking medicine. It, it, honestly, we you know we say that thing, but it just occurred to me this week that truly, eh, even when medicine is working, <laughs> you need fit. <laughs> so it was supposed to be a simple surgery. Praise God. First of all, how this to restarted the story? Hmm? She was just going to feel her teeth, her tooth. That it had she had felt it before, the feeling removed, and you know it had been causing her a lot of pain. That one even got me plenty of accusation. Um, <laughs> you see people that the after service crew they were there when they are accusing me. Praise God. You know, so it was really bad. So finally, you know, she got money and that day she was supposed to go and what feel a tooth. And they came and told her that see, this one will be feeling matter. They have to remove it. That's plenty of gist. Hallelujah. There was even another one that said that they said they still have to work on. Praise God. So she set up a surgery date. So it was a surgery. It's tooth surgery for crying out loud. I mean, first of all, I've never ever heard of tooth surgery before. I just plucking teeth. Hallelujah. You know, you just pluck the teeth. Huh. So she, her appointment was 8 a.m. in the morning. Ah, by the time, by the time she put up, put it up on the group that she needed prayers. I said, prayers for what? Because me, I was asking, I thought, when she sent me the message first before she put it on the SGC group. And my, my reply was, I don't understand. <laughs> I really didn't understand. I was like, you just to pluck teeth now. Was, how complicated could that be? They had put her down like two doctors had tried to jack the teeth from her mouth. You know, greet them. Hallelujah. And then she called the brethren to pray. Hallelujah. And the brethren prayed. And it's not up to five minutes now after that prayer and the teeth came out. The tooth came out. Hallelujah. As I said, be conscious of God's power. Because I, when I, I called my mom to tell her about everything I was happening, I told her that it's prayer. <laughs> that the brethren prayed and the, the teeth come out. Praise God. Hallelujah. So truly, be conscious of God's power. You know, and this morning, her mouth is swollen. Praise God. So we're walking to, you know, we already called a, a cab and we're just walking. And she was now having me. She said that, ah, that's, 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 that she's looking like somebody that her husband punched her mouth. So uh, me, I wanted to go along with the joke, but I now saw three guys just in front of us. You saw those three guys now. 
And then I just started laughing. I started making it like joke, like we are joking, you know, so that they know that things are all right between us. <laughs> because you know, when a, if a woman should say help, they don't want to know whether you did anything or you didn't do anything, whether that joke or play. They will just arrange you and beat you where we're first before they now say, hey, what happened? And yeah, so that's why I had to know that you know, Najoko, you know, can you see we are good? Uh, because if, if Nami beat them, we know they could, we know they laugh like this. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> hallelujah. But God is good. Amen. Even in the, the seemingly little things that we feel like we can do by ourselves, we still need his help. Amen. And uh, that's the lesson me I learned this week from, you know, all that, that's a surgery to remove to, you still need God's help for that thing to even come out. Because he's the one that created it. Praise God. This message, let me just say it's a continuation of the series, sort of, because I've been trying to figure out how exactly to lead into this, you know, but I, I, I'm going to, <laughs> we're going to talk about God a little bit. Um, talking about faith still, because it's good for you to know who you are having faith in. Hallelujah. This person who says that he has power, actually does have power. Amen. We received an instant miracle this morning. Hands were laid and somebody was healed. Amen. But even if it didn't come instantly, she would hold on to it and say, oh no, hands have been laid on me. The same thing, you pray with someone and there's an issue. You must be conscious of the fact that my prayer works. That if I'm saying I have a challenge at work and I I hold hands with a brother or a sister and say, in Jesus' name, this is sorted out. It means that as I go to work on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday, I have to be conscious of the fact that we have arranged this thing. So I conduct myself based on the fact that it's already taken care of. Amen? Hallelujah. Because the power of God is at work there. Praise God. So let's, um, let's exalt God this morning. Amen? Amen. Let's start with um, Psalm 34. We'll read from verse 1 to 8. Glory to God. Our God is good. Our God is mighty. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Amen. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Amen? I'm always excited anytime Pastor Judy reads it. Praise God. It's just now that I actually remember that this is that Pastor Judy. Psalm, praise God. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I used to name things sometimes. Praise God. He said, I, I saw, let me start from the beginning again. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise God. Why is his praise continually in your mouth? Because you know what he has done for you. Amen. So it is like Emmanuel said, he, when he hit his leg, there's a tendency to want to activate the old man, but the new man was what was activated. It means that it is not my complaints that should be continually in my mouth. It is not my present circumstances that should continually be in my mouth. It's like what Pastor Eli was, was saying. Yes, sometimes it will seem as if somebody is insensitive, but it's a matter of life and death. Hallelujah. I cannot let you indulge in the flesh for two seconds. 
Because two seconds is all the devil needs. Oh, oh, come on now. I, how many of us have thrown a pity party? It's not an actual party. But you know where it is now. <sighs> oh me, oh my. Nothing ever seems to work for me. Uh, well, you know. Oh, but you know, you are a believer. a believer, but I'm not the kind of believer Emmanuel is. Look all the testimonies they have. Me, do I ever have any testimony? Ah, but you woke up this morning. Eh, am I the only one? Everybody else woke up this morning. Oh, me, oh my. Hallelujah. That's almost one minute. Praise God. After that one minute, I start getting moody and depressed about silly things. All of a sudden, a guy doesn't hear my greeting. It becomes a problem. All of a sudden, the cab guy almost hits me. I am marked for death. All of a sudden, the guy forgot to give me my change. The devil is taking away my wealth. Hallelujah. No, are you seeing what? Where did it start from? Oh me, oh my. Hallelujah. We don't indulge in the flesh. It's not about how it feels. And trust me, I know how things feel. I have felt I'm a human being. I'm not a cyborg. Somebody please tell my wife that. Praise God. <laughs> I have feelings. Praise God. And I, I know how it, how things feel. I have been hurt by people before. I have been, and tr- trust me, you see that thing where you greet somebody and the person does like they didn't see you. They see they pay me well. Hallelujah. But I am not moved by my flesh. Praise God. So it means that in every circumstance, you're not moved by the flesh. You will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will continually. The psalmist said, continually be in my mouth. It means that every single time I am praising him. Hallelujah. This, this week, it happened to me, um, there was a day, transport was just really kind of messed up that day. I had to walk quite a distance to get um, and transport to Rumudara. When I reached Rumudara, you know, somewhere I can trek to, they were telling me 100 naira. So I just put my money in my pocket and I started walking. It was a day, it's not a, it's a distance I can walk and not even break a sweat. Hallelujah. You know, the normal angers wants to start coming up. The normal depression is about, oh, ah, what's going on in this country? I just started singing. There's a song that just came to me. There's one song, a rock song that I, I liked way back called Glory Defined. So I started, say, I started singing it. I was first of all surprised I could remember all the lyrics for it. Then I just went on YouTube, put the thing in my ear, and just started singing and went home. Hallelujah. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. When I look, I see that, oh, they said fuel is selling for 200 naira or 210 or 250, depending on where you go to. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. In verse 2, he says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, God takes away the pressure from you. He didn't say your boast should be made in yourself. Hallelujah. He says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Meaning it's that you're allowed to boast. But your boast should be in the Lord. Hallelujah. Your boast should be in Jesus Christ. You will not come out and say, I am strong. Nothing can happen to me. You say, why? Well, do you know how many black belts I have? I'm a fifth down black belter. I am a champion in weapons. Hallelujah. And there are really people like that. I don't know how many of us know the um, actress Cynthia Rothrock. If you used to watch a lot of Kung Fu movies back in the day, you know, here's a fun fact. She's an American, but it is in Hong Kong cinema that she actually became famous. And the woman is really, I would not want to be caught alone with her when she's angry. She is, I think, a seventh damn black belter. She is a, she's an expert with weapons. As in long weapons, swords, katanas, as in she's like on the highest grade in all of them. 
So when you see all those things in movies, not film trick, hallelujah, the woman is really good, hallelujah. But my boast is not in that if I have it. My boast is not in the fact that I'm sharp. I'm very security conscious. You know, my boast is in the Lord. Hallelujah. And even if I have money, so much money in my bank account that my bank officers can't even count it. My boast is not in that. My boast is in the Lord. Hallelujah. This man talking was a good, was a man of war. He had 1,000, I mean, it's 1,000 now, these mighty men. Elite. These guys were so bad that one of them killed 300 people. And he was not even Samson. Praise God. One of them was bored one day and just went into a, a, a place where a lion was sleeping. Now, please know that the scripture said it was in winter. So you should understand that the lion is just trying to keep warm. Like, maybe there's no lioness there because they didn't say anything about lioness. Like the guy was lonely. Which kind of guy is that? The lion doesn't have pride. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he was lonely and this guy just went inside a lion's cave and killed the lion by himself. Hallelujah. These are some of the guys that were in David's elite force and yet he's telling you that his soul shall make his boast in the Lord. Not in his army, not in his ability to fight. Hallelujah. And it says, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. And then in verse 3, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together because the Lord is above all things. Hallelujah. God is more exalted than the Nigerian economy and even the world economy. You know, I heard the news this, um, okay, I heard it on Friday, you know, but I talked about it yesterday on air and, um, this, um, FTX is a, is a, um, crypto exchange. Um, okay. I don't know too much about cryptocurrency. I don't know how many people here know stuff about cryptocurrencies. Let me not confuse you. It's like a, it's like a stock exchange for cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, all those other people. So those guys went from billions of dollars to nothing in one day. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of story about it, you know, but that's because, you know, a lot of people will tell you crypto is the future. Hallelujah. But please remember that it's also a currency that is made by man. Meaning that in one day, it can go from $40,000. And of course, the FTX thing, because you see, what I'm talking about is like the New York Stock Exchange crashing. FTX is like Binance and all those, like they are really big. So this one is they are talking about billions of dollars. They are big. Do you understand? And it's really rattled the crypto uh, market because a lot of them dropped in value and all that. You know, God is higher than that. Wars does not affect God's economy. If China says they want to send a missile to the US, now the dollar will drop. Bitcoin will drop. The pound will drop. But God's economy does not drop. Hallelujah. God is not sitting on his throne saying that, man, I, I wonder when this Russia-Ukraine war will end so that, so that heaven can get her supply of wheat. No. Hallelujah. So David is saying, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Exalt his name. Lift up his name above everything else. Stop making your brokenness higher than God. That you, you are not the first person that has not had money in his pockets. Please calm down. Hallelujah. Remember when those shirts were very popular? Calm down. I am anointed. <laughs> calm down. God is exalted. Amen. Amen. Say amen well now. Can we just take one minute and just exalt the Lord? Exalt his name this morning. Say, Lord, be magnified. Lord, we lift you up above this economy, 
above terrorism, above everything on this earth. You are higher than them all. There is none compared to you. You are the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Highly exalted. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, look, if you pray for Nigeria, God will show you things. Praise God. Now God has not come in a vision to me, but I just hear things. I am always finding prophecies here and there. And there's a, a prophet, a young prophet, he used to be based in, I think, the UK or the US, and he moved back to Nigeria some time ago. I was very excited about that. It was not like, oh, now I know God will help Nigeria. No, I already knew. I was just encouraged that people actually are seeing things that we inside here are not seeing. There are some foreigners that have come and said that, oh, God is doing great things in Nigeria. And you, you'll be like, are you sure? So you know how much the dollar is now. But they are seeing it. Open your eyes and see. Praise God. You know, my wife told me about what she was talking about Pastor Eli and they were just sharing some prophecies. She, she shared some of those prophecies with me. The ones about um, military and all. You know, um, but God is more exalted than the Nigerian military. That even if elements within them, and they could actually be doing that because I don't doubt prophecies. Some people, because I've been seeing it for years actually, even on air I've said it. I said that there are some people who deliberately do not want things to work in this country. Deliberately, this is not by chance. We want to eat. That's why I really dislike people saying things like, "Oh, the guy had to rob because things are bad." I don't like it. Uh, don't say it near me if you are here, please. <laughs> so I will not charge you. Praise God. I don't. Praise God. People deliberately don't want things to work in this nation because things not working profits them. Yes, there are people there. Some people want to cause chaos so that in the chaos. They can come out and say, well, we have to take over because everything is so chaotic. I don't think it's impossible. It's happened already in Mali. It's happened already in Burkina Faso. Mali was last year. Burkina Faso was this year. Praise God. First thing that happens is they suspend the constitution and then they tell you, okay, you know what? We're going to conduct elections in the, in the 18 months, which truly translated is in the by and by because when they are centrally ready, the guy who is the military head of state will become a civilian, run for election. And of course, who do you think is going to win? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to say that when we hear things like this, we exalt the Lord. I say, Lord, that's why I like what Pastor Eli said this morning. He said, Jesus is exalted over Nigeria. Hallelujah. It's not for you to panic. Remember, his praise will continually be in your mouth. So when you hear things like that, don't now say, hey, God, hey, God, what shall we do? Hey. God is telling you for a reason. I was telling my wife something. It's something I've said over time that God doesn't leave us without a word. Before COVID pandemic came, do you know how many men of God? It's just that we were not really paying attention. We didn't really know it was exactly what they were talking about. But like three prominent ministers the year before had prophesied about it. They just, you know, the way prophecy is, sometimes prophecy doesn't really come like exactly how it is. Sometimes it does. God doesn't leave his people without a word. God has given us some words for Nigeria to pray to avert things. He has given us some things that will come to pass concerning this nation for us to say, I agree. So when those words come, don't be scared. Don't panic. Praise God. Just exalt the Lord. I say, Lord, yes, your word will come to pass. Yes, you are higher than every institution in this nation. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't say amen like I try to figure out where I'm going with this. I don't know yet. Praise God. But we'll get there <laughs> together. Hallelujah. 
Verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You are delivered from all your fears. Say amen. You are delivered from all your fears. See, those fears that, because let me tell you, there's something that happens with age. It's not even infirmity. It's doubt and fear. When you, when you look at, I've looked, I've looked at my pictures when I was 10 years old and I've looked at my pictures now. It's not happening yet. But there's a fear that the devil brings into your heart with age. You look at when you were 17 years old. I'd be like, man, look at me. Then you look at yourself when you're 60, when you're 70, when you're 80. I'd be like, man, it feels, all of a sudden you start getting depressed. Hallelujah. I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. Praise God. And with each passing day this week, the fear has been coming into my heart. What have you achieved? Hallelujah. I'm saying for myself, I don't know about you, but let me talk about myself. Praise God. The fears are there. The guy that tanked this FTX now, I, I'm sure I can give bets to him. Praise God. He's a young guy. And with every passing day that they tell you that this one started a company when he was 19, you'll be like, ha, when I was 19, I was having my first girlfriend. <laughs> Hallelujah. And with the advent of social media, there's so much pressure everywhere for you to just, oh no, I, I, what, what am I doing? I have to do something. Hallelujah. See, he says, he has delivered you from all your fears. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Listen. Listen. Don't be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. What you are going through is not peculiar. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Exalt the Lord. Magnify him over your life. He will show you what to do. You don't have to open Facebook to be successful in God's eyes. Amen? Some of you will do great things like that. Some of you will do great things not like that. Like um, Idara said about millions and mega and little miracles. Some of you will do things that seem so little, but they are significant in eternity. That's where your eyes should be on. Some people are doing things that seem significant in this space, but it's not, it's not ringing at all in eternity. It's like what, um, uh, it was Cornell I heard it from. So let me refer to Cornell. Where he's talking about how, um, I think, I don't know whether, okay, Ken Hagen had a vision or something. I think his sister that had passed on. I can't remember how it was now, but the longer short of the story is that the gist was he found out that in heaven, the saints that are looking down on us, cheering us on, are not seeing pulpits. They are not seeing car. They are not seeing houses. They are seeing the things that we are doing in the spirit realm that reverberate in eternity. It means that like Tamuno Wari went to minister to that woman and the woman has been discharged from the hospital. The saints are rejoicing. That's what they are seeing. They are seeing that as they have taken over that company and they are really blessing people's lives indirectly with the gospel and really building them up in the spirit. They are rejoicing at that. They didn't rejoice because you bought the building. They rejoice because you bought the souls. Amen? So it means that whatever you're doing in this life, just relax. Don't pay attention to the physical things. And don't be offended at other people. You will look at people achieving things and you will now be offended and say, oh, you know, I know this guy now. Am I not the, I'm the one that taught him now? Am I not the one that got him saved? See, don't get offended. Amen? If you are the one that got him saved, and because you got him saved, his life turned around. Before he got born again, it was what they call no future ambition. 
Hallelujah. And then he got born again. And then you started teaching him the word of God. And then you, you are still where you are, you know, doing your work, being diligent. Hallelujah. Nobody knows your name. And then all of a sudden, he has bought a company and everybody knows his name in the world and it's really blessing lives. Do you know that that is your legacy in eternity? Amen. How many of us have ever found out who got Billy Graham saved? Or if he just got saved by himself. You know, some people just actually have an encounter with God and get saved. Who knows who, who got, okay, we, we, I think for Benny Hinn, it was Catherine Kuhlman. But there are a lot of people you don't know who got them saved. You don't know who discipled them. You don't know who taught them the word. Hallelujah. In your eyes, they are insignificant. But in God's eyes, they are not. Hallelujah. I'm trying to encourage you this morning because I realized this week as I was thinking about it that it's not everybody. Everybody can't build a social media company. Because if you all built it, who will work in it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know. I think that was for me, obviously, but that was for somebody else here this morning. Praise God. The Lord has delivered you from all your fears. Don't let them hold you back. In verse 5, he said, they looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. Why were their faces not ashamed? Because they looked to him. That's what I'm saying here is that look to him. Amen? Look to the Lord. Your face will be radiant and you will not be ashamed. Amen? This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. All his troubles. All his troubles. The angel of the Lord. Amen. Ah, wait, let me check that thing. The angel is in a big, the, is a big A. No, notice that he didn't say the angels of the Lord. He said the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord. Just imagine that there is a, an entity called the angel of the Lord walking around with you wherever you are going. You are walking in that dark alley and the angel of the Lord is with you. You don't need to see him. You are not trying to rob yourself. It is the ones that want to steal from you that need to see him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you just people running away from me. I'll be like, wow, madness. Don't they enter people for this country? <laughs> like, Let me be going. Do you understand? You didn't know what happened. There was a guy who was, uh, I don't know whether he was serving, but he was in the north during this whole terrorism, the peak of it and all. And one, he was a servant of the Lord and God just wanted to steal his heart. And God just opened his eyes. <laughs> what the guy saw almost knocked him off his feet. At his door, hmm, he saw this huge black guy. Ah, there's nobody in this church that is huge. I said, imagine a guy that is big enough to cover this whole door. And the guy was black. The guy had, as in, the guy had chest, he had body. Do you understand? And as I said, that's his angel. Amen. At his door. My brother, they can't sleep or sleep that night there. Ooh. Glory to God. God just wanted to show him. Say, see, guns can be shooting all around you, but relax. I've put somebody with you. Hallelujah. Sometimes when God shows us those things, it's for us to be encouraged in our heart. I just say, see, calm down. I am with you. Amen. So imagine that when the Bible says the angel of the Lord, imagine your new angel. It doesn't have to be black. Your angel can have flowing hair. I don't know. I just feel like women, women's angels have plenty hair. <laughs> for their, for this, for the angel's own sake. Because I feel like, well, I would not be offended. I'd be like, 
guy. One day I'll shampoo him. <laughs> Praise God. That's just a joke. Say, so, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The man who trusts in God is blessed. That's why the gospel of the blessed man is not, um, what's that foolish thing that people used to say? It's foolish, actually. Opportunity knocks but once. No, it's not the gospel of a blessed man. No, you are blessed. Jesus Christ didn't say you were blessed or you are blessed and, well, let's see what happens later. Praise God. You are blessed. It is your state of being. Amen? Praise God. And please, don't reduce your blessing to a job. I am looking for a job. I did not get that job. Are you even sure I'm blessed? Yes, I'm sure. You know how I'm sure? Because you're born again. You're born of God. You have received Jesus Christ. You have received eternal life. You are blessed. Amen. And, and let me let me break some hearts a little bit. You don't have to feel like it. I, I know it's heartbreaking. You mean you mean I, you mean I, you mean I can't just be normal? No, you can't. Hallelujah. And me, I'm accused of being harsh a lot too. I I, I do get compassionate now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confessing that it's now and then. I didn't say every time. Praise God. <laughs> now and then. You know, but there are times you, you in, in life you must be firm. I was telling my wife something. I, was, I told her about, I was concerned about Ian. Praise God. You know, Ian is so adjectable. Look, I don't know whether he's adjectable for real, but he's yellow, so he's adjectable. So you know how it goes in Nigeria. Once you're light in complexion, you're adjectable. If you're black, you're kwaku. Nobody wants to know whether you live in Ikoi or VGC. Praise God. I was telling him that I'm concerned about him, that he's too soft. That, that he needs to toughen up. He doesn't need to be wicked, but he needs to toughen up because the life is hard in that sense. Like the world is not kind. So if you're going to exist in this world and conquer, you must be strong. Amen? That doesn't mean that strong like, you know, carry fist and and do a lie and be fighting. They'll go beat you through it for God. Hallelujah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you now that I believe in Christ, you will take the source of your strength and keep it inside your heart. If I'm walking on the road now and somebody wants to come and do something to me, the first thing that I'll do is to rely on the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to try and fight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because somebody can be holding a rusted knife somewhere. Just three stabs will let you know that all that martial arts training has gone inside it does being. Hallelujah. But your boldness must be in the Lord. Making your boast in the Lord. That's why it's important for us to hold on to God's word. Because in this life, to conquer it, you must be strong. Look at what, what, what God says in the in scriptures. Please, Lucky, just save this. Okay, no, don't save it. I'm not calling it the next scripture. This scripture, I can't remember where it exactly is. That if your strength fails in the days of adversity, you know where I'm going. So just open it for me. Do you notice that Jesus, God did not throw a pity party for you? What do you expect, God? You know God is love, right? No, it's not a trick question. God is love. He cares for you. Bible says that his love is as far as in the, his mercy is as far as the east is from the west. Praise God. So he, he says, if you faint in the day of adversity, it will be well with you. If you faint in the days of adversity, I, I, I got a word for you. It's going to be all right. What did he say? Hallelujah. Ha, man, what kind of God is this? You know, you know the God of the Old Testament. No, it's God. Hallelujah. He said, if you fail. Under pressure. Okay, this, I like this translation. He said, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. That's his verdict. 
His verdict is not that your position is too big. He said your strength is too small. So what does it mean? It means your strength must be big. Because in, in, in because I used to tell people that look, no country in this world, look, I don't care who you make president in this country, if you like import president from anywhere else, there will always be insecurity in this world. You will always have evil people rising up to do one form of evil. Do you know why? Because in this world, it is falling. This world has fallen from grace. There is nobody that just stays there and just say, oh, you know, just for the sake of it, let me just be good. It doesn't happen that way. There is evil in the world. Amen? There will always be evil in the world until this earth passes away. There is a world that is coming that evil will not exist in. Praise God. Praise God. So please, don't just sit down and be expecting that one day everybody will just be good. It won't happen. Praise God. But you must be strong. In the days of adversity, you must rise up to the occasion and be strong. And if you don't, the Bible says that your strength is weak. But you're not despondent. Praise God. There's a place to receive strength from. And it's inside God's word. Amen? Praise God. I'm I'm, I'm taking away your safety net this morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Please allow me. I don't want to give you any safety net. Say, oh, you know. No, let, let, let me not pamper you this morning. Let me be hard. Praise God. Can I be hard? Come on. Praise God. Like in the country we live today, people... That's why that prayer for a mighty supply of men in this nation is a very important prayer. We didn't say man, we didn't say president, we didn't say governor. Because it is men that will be appointed into the cabinet. Amen? It's not there, maybe even if you say, okay, no, they should not appoint ministers based on partisan politics. Okay, fine. Because you think that all the bad eggs are in politics. I can show you some in the private sector. That will show politicians that politicians don't know how to steal money. This FTX I was talking about in the, in the US, there are allegations that the guy shifted $10 billion out of the exchange. Do you know how much $10 billion is? You know, Nigerians are, Nigerian politicians are still looting in Naira. So they said 19 billion Naira. Please, can somebody quickly calculate $10 billion for me in Naira? Sorry? <laughs> 7.7 trillion naira is what one person shifted out. One person. So, so you know that kind of things that a man is doing evil and thinks he's evil. Then he will not say another evil. Say a guy, you wicked dude. You know that? A wicked man is calling you wicked. Praise God. We need men and women eh, that will do righteously in this nation. Not just leaders, but followers as well. Because followers one day will become leaders. And what they did, what they learnt when they were followers is what they will do when they become leaders. If you tell someone that he has to step on people's heads to get to the top, when he gets to the top, he'll continue to trod over people. If you tell someone that, see, the best way to lead is to love, serve, when he gets to the top, he will be a servant. Amen? Praise God. I don't know. Why did I enter? Uh, okay. Adversity. <laughs> so, we will find strength in God's word. Don't try to find strength outside your circle. I, I look at salvation as a, as a, as a bubble, like a sphere. Like I'm, when I'm saved, I, I enter into it. I'm covered with, in God, with Christ. I stay there. So it means that if I'm going to work, I'm going with that bubble to work. If I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do, I'm going with that bubble. I never step out of it because out of it is treacherous. Out of it, there's death, there's sickness, there's disease, but inside it, 
I'm safe. Amen. That's why truly, I, <laughs> when you want to preach the gospel to an unbeliever, the only thing the unbeliever needs to know is that you are dead, come and live. I'm not just telling you that you'll be prosperous. Okay. It's not your business. Are you going to be born again first? Okay. Now that you're born again, come. So you are saved. You're now my brother. Come. Let me tell you, do you know that God has healed you in Christ Jesus? Do you know that you are prospered in Christ Jesus? Yes. Because you are now inside. That's why it is foolish. And that's why Paul was always angry with people who were, who had received the gospel by faith. And now they're going to start obeying the law. You now want to start keeping the law. Because what you are doing is that you are stepping outside of that circle. And you cannot fend for yourself in the wild. Amen? Hallelujah. You can't. Praise God. So stay in the circle. Stay. And it's in that circle that you get nourishment to be strong in the days of adversity. It's not somebody telling you, hey, yeah. Can you grow past that? Can you grow past that, please? Can you grow past? <laughs> God, please. I'm not trying to shake anything. I'm just trying to preach the word. They don't visit me. They don't visit me. Grow past that. Nobody calls me. Grow past that. You cannot engineer nations like that. And you know that Bill Gates is not sitting in his mansion wondering, well, why don't I have friends? You know, I, I, I don't have friends. I'm sure he does, but, uh, you know, maybe now he has a lot of time on it. He has built a lot of things. Now he's just doing charity work. Praise God. But in those early days, when he, were, when he had dropped out of school, and please, uh, can I say something? Bill Gates, drop out of school. Remind me, in case I forget. Dropping out of school eh, is not a fashionable thing. No. Don't say, I hate education. You know, Bill Gates dropped out of school. Ask why he did. Don't go to school and eh, your lecturer has been giving you a hard, hard assignment. You know, say, no, school is not for everybody. Eh, find out why they did it. Eh, because he left it to do something. You, you left it to go and stay at home and wait for God to show up. It's not like that. Amen? So, they, 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 they were doing things. They were not trying to figure out who, oh, you know, why don't people call me often? One of the worst things to hear when you call somebody is, eh, you have remembered me. I'll just hang up. I'll just hang up. Sorry for remembering. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Let's just continue our day. <laughs> okay, that one is, is, is the worst. The second worst for me is, you call me. I don't have your number. So you don't know who is talking. <laughs> so you mean you don't know my voice? Are you my wife? <laughs> I don't understand. Why should I know your voice? <laughs> uh, do you have something to say or not? I beg. <laughs> Stop blocking my line. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what I'm trying to say is that it's time for you to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Imagine yourself as the pastor of a church at all times. That's how I, that's, even before I was anointed as pastor, that's how I think. That's how I, that's why I do things the way I do it. I just tell myself, if I was the pastor of the church, will I say so and so reason I won't come? If I was the pastor of the church, if I was not going to come, I would call my associate pastor and say, hey, I can't be in service this morning because so and so is happening. Please take the pulpit. So that means if I'm an usher, I should call my head and say, yeah, please, I can't make it. Can somebody replace me? Hallelujah. If I was the pastor, how would I do? Would I say, uh, all those brethren, I'm always going to visit them, visit them all the time. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Is that what I would do? How many of you know that if Pastor Jide did that 
As he called you out now, if anybody is sick, you just stay in your seat. Say, no worries. We'll just, we'll just declare the word. <laughs> Why? Because, uh, I don't understand. I whine, you whine. We whine together. Hallelujah. So what's the difference? Praise God. You cannot take over nations like that. If you are like that, people like Vladimir Putin will enter inside your country and take over. Because there are people like that everywhere. In the, for those of us that are about to enter the corporate world into business, there are things called hostile takeover. Where a, a, a person is your rival, you know, your company A and company B, and you guys make the same thing, right? And you're looking like you, he's, company B is still bigger than you. But you in company A, you have prospects, you're going somewhere. Company B will do all he can, scheme who can crook, and buy you and break your company up. He's just buying you to break up your company. He's not buying you for profit. There's a particular brand that did it to one brand in Nigeria. Not Nigeria. They are both foreign brands, but they existed in Nigeria. They bought the company and just, first of all, they discontinued the better, the best brand in the company that was rivaling their own. And then they just watered down everything else. They just basically ruined the company. But it's good. Now my competition is not there anymore. They do it in the corporate world. There are people in the world that are like that. They will not get better because you have good intentions. Don't think that if you enter into the government house because you have the best intentions as a righteous person, the evil people will suddenly become good. It's not how it happens. This is how it happens. You enter into a kingdom. You ravage the kingdom. You take hostages. And you say, are you for us? Yes. Oh yeah, come behind me. Are you against us? You lay the knife at their neck and cut it off. Hallelujah. That's how you do it. We have no time for the ones who won't repent. They are God's problem. But our instruction that God has given us is enter the land and possess it. And anything that stands in our way of possessing the land will be taken down. Amen? That's your mindset. That's the mindset you should have. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I know, I know what it sounds like right now. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm saying, but that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. We are not wicked. But we are not timid. Amen? Jesus would sit down and children would come and I believe they used to pull his beard because children like to pull beard. I don't know. <laughs> Especially it's Pastor People like Pastor Jude and David. I used to pity because there's plenty hair to pull here. That's the first thing. Like even Maxine, she's almost seven months and she's already pulling my beard. She, she, she can't hold iron, but she can hold my beard. You know, and they were pulling Jesus' beard and they were like, oh, and the disciples, this thing was irritating the disciples. I said, come on. <laughs> Jesus, I said, no, 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 don't hold them. Just let them come. Let them come. That same Jesus would stand and speak to the sea and he would tell his disciples, ah, oh, you have little faith. How long will I be with you? The same Jesus that would be compassionate and tell someone, ah, where are your accusers? I didn't hear. Well, I don't know. Well, me, I don't accuse you. Go and sin no more. It's the same Jesus that will enter the temple and scatter things and be whipping people. I say, hey, come on, don't turn my father's house to, uh, to a market. Amen. The same Jesus. You know, for the people that always say God of the Old Testament and God of the New Testament, it's one Jesus. And they'll say, okay, well, fine. Your, your argument can be, oh, is the Christ before he died and rose. Well, let me tell you that it gets worse, so to speak, with the risen Christ. Because John saw the risen Christ at Patmos and he didn't recognize him. He fell at, he fell on his face. 
He couldn't look at Jesus. First of all, he didn't even know it was Jesus. And to put it in proper context, this is the same John that it was, that he said. That guy. John never mentioned his name in the, <laughs> John's epistle. Praise God. It's the same guy who used to lean on Jesus' bosom. He and Jesus were tight. So he knew Jesus for real, right? But he didn't recognize this one. This one was not the lamb anymore. The lamb had been slain. Okay, in Revelations 1.7. Okay, let me just read it. It says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I have. See, yes. I am the first and the last. <laughs> there is nothing before me. There is nothing after. That's Jesus. The risen Christ. He's the one you serve. Oh. Don't let people like John Lennon tell you, oh, you know, I like, the, I like Jesus, but I don't like his followers. They are looking at the Jesus that, were, that was trekking all over Judea. They don't know this one. This one is the risen Christ. The first and the last. Amen? Why am I saying this? I'm saying that this is the one who you have faith in. Hallelujah. He's the one who you have faith in. And because the first and the last is with you, you can ravage kingdoms. Which kingdom do you want to take over? Is it the business kingdom? Is it the health kingdom? Even even in the, the cryptocurrency kingdom, is that the one you want to take over? Then go. Because the first and the last is with you. Amen? Praise God. So I was saying, you, 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 it's time for you to stop, stop pampering yourself. People that pamper themselves can't take over anything. Nobody will give it to you. Even the Lord will look at you and say, no, you're still a baby. Drink milk. But you need to continue to build yourself in the milk until you're ready to eat meat. I say, Lord, oh yeah, bring the meat. Let's chow. Hallelujah. Maturity is not sweet. Do you know? <laughs> you know how I know. When I, when I finished secondary school, then I found out that maturity is not sweet. There's nothing sweet about it. When, <laughs> oh God. You know, there was a time where you, like I said, when you are a child, you know, it's okay to poo on your pampas. You know? I mean, why not? Where else are you going to poo? Praise God. <laughs> but, God help you. When you are seven years old, <laughs> are you not going to hear that? Oh, daddy, I made a poo-poo. Or where? <laughs> oh, my, don't worry. The sackman he'll give you is real. Praise God. I have received it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then when you are 16 years old, it's when your dad will start telling you, at your age. You know why he's saying at your age? It's because you are 16 years old. Forget all this when you are 18, you are adult. Some of our parents were adults by the time you were 16. They will put the, me, I was at Jebo. The first time I actually entered bus by myself to go from school to my house. And no, my school was in Lagos. I lived in Lagos. I'm never saying Obomo show. I was that at Jebo. But I said, no, now nah, this thing, you know, they keep person. And honestly, it was hunger that carried me because my dad was not in the office and I needed money. So I had to go home. I had to find my way home. I was like 16, 17. Some people, when they were 16, their father gave them money, gave them back. They went to park in Onicha. He said, oh yeah, enter. Go to Lagos. Go to your uncle's house. See his address. There was no Twitter. There was no smartphone. They just carried them and said, oh yeah, go to your uncle. Because in your dad's mind, like, I don't understand. You have hands. You have leg. You are taller than me. Come on, enter boss and go and send message. Praise God. That's what I'm saying is that maturity is not sweet. There's nobody carrying you. 
Oh, and, and men, like this morning, I really wanted to be carried up the stairs. I was just looking at who am I carrying? Uh, okay. I was wishing somebody could just carry me because I was, I was feeling sleepy. You know, but nobody does that for you. You cannot go and ask your uncle at 37 years old, uncle, please, now nah, give me money now, nah, especially if you're a man. The guy who does his and hang up. And God help you the day he sees you. I say, hey, come, come here, come, come. Do you know you're a man? <laughs> Don't let anybody ask you that question if you're a man. Do you understand? Why? Because maturity is not fun. But maturity is necessary. Because what your uncle is expecting of you at 37 is that I should be able to hand over my company to you. I say, run it. Let me just go to Dubai and relax. Do you understand? I should be able to give you things to do. So when we are, we are building up our faith, there is a goal to it. Faith is not just... Well, let's just be having faith and having fun. No, there is a goal to it that I can take you into a kingdom with all the adversaries against you and by faith, you conquer them all. Is that thing where we discovered, I think last week, I don't know. I don't know what else in Pastor Jesus' message, the Wednesday message, the faith message, where I think you mentioned it, where it's like God tells you, I have given you the land that he'll not tell you, go and possess it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Papa, if you have given me the land, I should just carry my, my luggage and enter and choose my house. No be so. No. He has given you the land. Or you go and fight. <laughs> because even Jericho, even when they shouted and Jericho's war fell, they still entered and fought. Amen? The five kings that they used to now become a testimony. You know, when you have done a thing, it's kind of like, okay, for music now, let's say I, 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 I say I release a song and my song is Do Your Own and Do Your Own really blows. They will now start calling me Onoche, the do your own exponent. I now become known by my achievements. Those five kings is what Israel used to make name, and Jericho. They say, ah, Israelites, who are those ones? There are many lights in this place. Which one is this one? Is, is this an Israelite? Where, where are they from? So, ah, I don't know, but do you remember that time, Jericho's warfare? Eh, Nadem. Eh, do you know those five kings? Nadem. That's all they needed to say. And Moab dressed as destitute and said, come, let's come and make covenant with these people. We cannot shout. Hallelujah. Let God give you a name. Let them say Valentine, the guy that ravaged the animation industry. Let them say David, the guy that conquered business in Nigeria. Let them say it. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Let God name you. Amen? Oh, God. I'm really struggling to come out of here. <laughs> now I know what it feels like when, when minister says somebody is holding me here. Somebody is actually holding me here. Anyhow, let's continue. <laughs> you need to you need to rise up. When I'm saying rise up, remember what I said that you have made a legacy in this life is not about really buying industries. I mean, I believe that some of us here will. It's like um, Bethel, she's joining us online now. She's still there with us, right? Um, she was on Telegram. I don't know whether she's still there now. She has gone again. She's not there again. But she has gone again to Elorin to do, to do work. Your testimonies bring work. Now, I don't mean job. I mean your testimonies bring work. Because now she has to. I've, I've, I've seen Bethel when she's working. It, 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 it takes, it exerts energy from her. But it, this job that she got is a testament. She testified about it in church, I think last week, right? So she sent me a WhatsApp message. I told me that she's traveling to that thing. I said, ah, our multiple zeros have come. Amen. But there's work to, to do. And the more work, 
will bring more opportunities. And God will say, ah, okay. Okay. She has written biographies now. Um, let her write biography for the president. Amen. But there's something you must be found doing, Sha. Like I said, you don't have to buy MTN. You don't have to buy, which was, you don't have to buy Microsoft. But there's something you must be found doing. And then the Lord is taking you through the training. And then the day you are ready to take over Jericho, he will now say, oh yeah, go and take it. Amen. Praise God. Um, Psalm 104 from verse 5 to 9. Still talking about God. I really actually didn't know I'll be stuck here. Sure. <laughs> you who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be moved forever. This is talking about God. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. Ah, the waters stood above the mountains. At the rebuke, at your rebuke, they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hastened away. They went up over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place which you founded for them. You have set a boundary that they may not pass over, that they may not return to cover the earth. This earth was designed by somebody. And that somebody is called God. See what, see how he describes it. Yes, it's, 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 Psalm is, Psalms is poetic to a way, but I like how David described it there. He said, you covered it with the deep as with a garment. It's like somebody just carry waters and just lays it on something. Like his rapper. Hallelujah. And that's God doing that. If you read, um, God's response to Job, I didn't really want to go to that part because it's really long. And God is telling you who he is. Ah. Glory to God. How won't you see that and not magnify the Lord? Let's look at it, you know. I'll, maybe I'll end there because I actually wanted to talk about continuing in grace, but maybe next week. And that continuing in grace is actually a working title. I didn't want it to look like preparatory message for camp meeting <laughs> because the, the theme for camp meeting is actually continuing in grace. Let's look at Job. Because um, truly today, I just wanted to start with repping God. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you about God. Uh, people are always telling you about all sorts of things. Can I just tell you about God this morning? They've told you too much about the economy. Ah, the Naira is rising. The Naira is falling. Please, you know, I, have I warned about that before? I think I should watch one of the game. Please, don't, don't, don't do what he didn't do. Amen. Don't do what he didn't do. There are some decisions we make that shows God where our trust is in. You hear people say things like, oh, you know, store, save all your money in dollars. Do you know that the dollar, that God can make the dollar crash in one day? Why are you putting your trust in currency? Even in cryptocurrency, and this name criticism, cryptocurrency is what? A currency. That's it. It's a currency. Praise God. You say, oh, let me buy coins. Do you know that the value, it has happened, it happened this year to, what, I can't remember the name, what's the name of that company? Uh, it starts with a C. Where are the crypto people now? Tell me now. That company where the, the value of everybody's coin dropped. Coins switching. Coinbase, I think, right? In one, in like two days, people who, who their coins were valued at six million dollars, it went down to like two dollars. In two days. Two days. So imagine. I've been saving all my life. I say, this is where, ah, no, when everything scatter, ah, at least I'm safe. <laughs> and people suddenly realized they were not. You remember um, the one coin lady? People, you know Nigerians like to 
make noise too much about things. Nigerians do not lose. There are people in the UK that literally sold their houses to buy one coin. And then the woman carried almost like 10 billion. There was a really ridiculous amount of money. Carried everybody's money and disappeared. Left her brother to take the rap. Up to now, nobody knows where she is or what she looks like. Because of the kind of money she stole, you can change your face. Change everything about you. People lost everything. Why? Because their trust was in something that can decay. Jesus Christ said it very clearly. He said that don't store up your treasures in these storehouses where moths and, and, and worms and all these things we eat. He said store it in heaven. Praise God. It means that your trust should be in the Lord. Your trust should not be in money. Like I said, I'm, I'm telling you about the Lord because people are telling you about other things and you're hearing those things much more than you're hearing about the Lord. Even so, Somebody would almost have the reaction when you say, you know, God can provide for you. Eh, he can, he can. It's like what Jesus asked that guy when the guy was telling Jesus, if you can. I just say, if I can, if I can, do you know who I am? The only person in this world that has a right to make that statement. Amen? Don't put your trust in the dollar. Don't put your trust in the pound. And please, don't even put your trust in the naira. We believe God that the naira will be better. We believe God for great things for concerning our nation. But please, don't even put your trust in Nigeria. And I tell somebody that there are a lot of things are happening and so many things are disheartening. But I have faith in God for Nigeria. I don't have faith in Nigeria. What is Nigeria? Nigeria that God can just do like this and everywhere we just incinerate. No, no. It's just... Why this land is important is because God carved it out so that we, the church, can be the church in Nigeria. Nigeria is important because of the church in Nigeria. If the church was not here, then nothing, you know, hallelujah. The reason why we have faith in God concerning this nation is because the church is here. Amen? Even the psalmist, when he was talking about praying for peace for Jerusalem, why did he say he should pray for peace for Jerusalem? He said, for the sake of my brethren and my companions. So peace is in this nation because of the church. Amen? Amen. Sorry, I'm trying to pick out one part. Uh, uh, God said plenty things to Jobo. I know it's funny, right? Is this thing we're still talking about adversity. After everything Job had gone through. You know, there's a saying that people say that you could not even give me cold cup of water to drink. God didn't even give God Job cold cup of water. Say, ah, you have been through a lot. Nine months of boils on your body. Your wife harassing you. Your friends really blocking your ear with nonsense in your hands. Amen? He didn't even say anything like that. Let me start with what he said. He said, first of all, God came in whirlwind. Wahala. You know, if God had come in the cool of the evening, you say, ah, he comes in peace. God came in the whirlwind. <laughs> and he answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Hey. And you know, we're really feeling Job. We're like, man, see Job. I know my Redeemer level. Oh, wow, wow, wow. See word, see word. And God just came out of nowhere. I said, by words without knowledge. Ah. He said, now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer. He didn't say, I will question you. Let's hear what you say. He said, I will question you and you shall answer me. Amen. Job eventually answered. I'll read that in a bit. Verse 4, it says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? God laid the foundations of this earth. The earth is spherical, it's round. It has foundations. God laid it. Tell me if you have understanding. 
Who determined its measurements? Hey, this whole earth, God took a ruler and measured it. And said, this dimension is this. This one is this. It was not by chance. Who? Because you know, sometimes when we say God made the world through his words, it would be as if he just spoke. And then randomly things started happening. It's a lie. Who? Because if you look at God, God always gives dimensions for things he tells people to build. The ark had specific dimensions. The tabernacle did too. Ah, so that means that the foundations of this earth, God said, he spoke. And he said, okay, uh, I don't know. Let me just use 27 meters. Seven meters. Everything just arranged according to the dimensions. He said, surely you know. And God is being sarcastic here. <laughs> surely you know. Oh, who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? <laughs> or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, where you did? He said, oh, who shut in the sea with doors? Brethren, did you know the sea had doors? That's why in the Babbage, there is where the thing reach. Amen. <laughs> when it burst forth and issued from the womb, when I made the clouds its garments and thick darkness its swaggling band, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors, when I said, this far you come and no further. And here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked may be shaken out of it? It takes a form like clay under a seal and stands like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld and the oppressed arm is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea or have you walked in search of its depths? Ah! Ah! Do you know that, it, do you know human beings can't get to the depth of the sea? That even if you are inside a tank that has oxygen, your oxygen will finish before you get there. And God is saying that, have you, have you walked on the ground or the depths of the sea? Not swimming pool. The depths. And we are still looking for the depths. There are deeper places. And have you, have you stepped on it? Job. I don't want to be Job here. <laughs> Cause me, I know what I'll be doing if God was asking me all these questions. Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? <laughs> and darkness, where is its place? That you may take it to its territory. It means that God practically tells darkness, come, darkness, oh yeah, come here. Go and stay there. That's God. That's your God. That's your father. Amen. That you may know the path to its home. Do you know it because you were born then? Or because the number of your days is great? Have you entered the treasury of snow? Have you seen the treasury of hail? How I, I when I read this, I just imagine that it's like in heaven. Eh? Where they say, oh, Michael, it's time for rain. To toss the keys to Michael. Michael opens the treasury. Just take one hand. So this one should be enough for the whole winter season. Okay, throw it. Winter. For the whole season. Treasury. There is the place where God takes it and says, take this small one. Amen. <laughs> Job does not know where it is. For I, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. By what way is light diffused? Or the east wind scattered over the earth? <laughs> Glory to God. This is the Lord your God. Seek Job's response. The first one. 
in um, um, chapter 40, verse 3. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. <laughs> because honestly, this one is not law or grace. Is that if God asks you this question, then what do you want to say? Did you know that the, to even come out and say, I am the, I am the righteousness of God. Is it, it's true. It's not a lie. But you know, you won't be able to say it. I just read some. I've not read everything. What could Job say? Job just came out and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Shut up. Shut up. Once I, ha- once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. That didn't let him off. God continued. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. As if he didn't even hear what Job said. Amen. In verse, okay, let me start verse 41. Sorry, chapter 41, verse 1. Glory. He said, can you draw out Leviathan with a hook or snare his tongue with a line which you can, which you lower? Leviathan is like a dragon, like a sea serpent. It's a really huge monster. He said, can you put a reed through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make supplications to you? In other words, when God puts his hook in Leviathan, Leviathan starts begging. Say, Lord, please, he don't do free me. He said, can he make supplication to you? Eh? Ha! He said, will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him as a bird? Ah! Ah! Imagine God play with a dragon as a bird. Come and take, come and take. Ah! A dragon. This God that you serve. This God that some of people, some people think that the economy is bigger than him. Amen. I'm telling you about God in his own words. Amen. He said, will your companions, in verse 6, will your companions make a banquet of him? Will they apportion him among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Still talking about Leviathan. Amen. Ah, God is great. We say great because there's no other word we can use. This is God. Eh? So, let me ask you a question. What is the dollar compared to him? Those cultists that have been ravaging your neighborhood, who are they compared to him? Do they know when he was born? Amen? Do they know when God was conceived? You know, we always ask that question. Those kind of questions that almost make you run mad. Amen. It has almost make you run mad. It's that kind of thing. It's like an entry, you're spiraling into a black hole. Like you cannot, it's like the more questions, bring more questions, and more questions, and more questions. You're just going into infinity. It's like who gave birth to God? Where was, as in, where was he before he became? Ah, because the truth is that God will just simply tell you that, ah, I am. <laughs> before Abraham was, I am. You know what I am means? It means in the past, I am. In the present, I am. In the future, I am. Before the past was created, I am. Before the, the, before the, the words were spoken, now who spoke the word? Not me. I'm the one that made these galaxies. I am. It's not, ah, it's not, it's not, it's not a fantasy. It's a reality. That God exists. And there is none before him. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am the first and the last. 
before me there was nothing. After me there will be nothing. That is your God. That is the person that is telling you, have faith in me. Make your boast in me. That is God's CV. His CV is that I am the one who measured the foundations of the earth. This earth that is around, but somehow you managed to stand up straight. I am the one who created gravity. I am the one who made the rain. I am the one who brought the dew from the ground. <laughs> I am the one who caused women to be pregnant. I am the one who even told them, this is the age you should stop. But if you want, we can continue to year 70. It is God. And he is the one who is asking you and saying, have faith in me. My purpose this morning is to exalt the Lord in your mind. You have heard enough rubbish. Can you hear what is good this morning? I am God and there is none like me. None. Listen. Listen. Um, there was a time in Iwofe. I think that was that time when, okay, after, after Daphne was born, you know, during the pandemic, after the pandemic, we came to Iwofe. Uh, we didn't plan it. Everybody just decided, let's go and see the Let's go and see the Well, I'm not seeing the Let's go and see this opportunity. And all of us just appeared there. And I don't know whether it was that day or, or another day, we're talking about the goodness of God. And that God makes the rules. We don't. It means that if God says, this is good, it becomes good. Understand that God is good is not based on your perception of goodness. God is good is based on what he says is good. It means that when God told, um, he, gave, he gave Saul an assignment, he said, the Amorites, I think, or the Amalekites, the Amorites, I, I, the same good, the people that withstood the Israelites, that God told them that, I've not forgotten what you, what you did to my people. He, Saul was given a specific instruction. He said, Samuel told him, oh yeah, go, attack these people, kill everybody. Kill the men. It was specific. He said, kill the men, the women, the children, animals, everything decimated. Wipe them out from existence. That's why people have a challenge with this God of the Old Testament and God of the New Testament. Because people can't understand how do you say God is love and it's telling you to kill women and children. You know in every war, women and children are the ones that are spared. They said, no, no, no. Women and children first. But he said, kill everything. Do you know that what God told Saul to do was good? Do you know why it was good? Because the Lord said it. It means that I'm wearing purple, right? If God comes today and says, oh, no, Chi, this thing is red, it becomes it. He is not a man that he should lie. It means that any word that comes out of his mouth is automatically the truth. So pray that one day God should not just mistakenly call you a woman when you are a man. Because immediately that's what you become. Amen? So God is good. Not because you feel like, oh, you know, goodness is just, you know, let, 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 let us do what they want. No. Destroying Sodom and Gomorrah was good. Don't try to logicalize it. It was good because said, God said, ah, well, Abraham, I'll give them chance so if we can find the righteous people, but as we have not found righteous people, the earth has cried out to me. They have to go. It became good. If it was somebody else that did it, it would be bad. But God did it. It is good. Amen? God has determined eh, 
that in this life you will see good things. That you will see prosperity. That there is a mighty supply for you. It is good. Amen. God has determined that he will lift you up among the nations. It is good. Amen. Take God at his word. There is no other option. Where else are you going to go? I always tell myself that in this life I live. What other option do I really have? How would life really be for me right now if I was not in Christ Jesus? Where would I run to? Who would I ask for money? Who would help me? Who would feed me? Who would protect me? I can walk in dark alleys at night and pray in the Holy Ghost and sing praises to God no matter what happens to me because I know that I am in the hands of the Lord. This same one that formed the foundations of the earth. This same one that decimated armies. He is my God. No, he's not just God. He is my God. Be conscious of him. Be conscious of of his power. Don't belittle him. Exalt the Lord. What is your situation concerning him? (laughs) Compared to him, what is it? Nothing. Ah, glory to God. Ah, glory to God. (laughs) He is the Lord God Almighty. There is none like him. He is to be exalted over all the earth. There is none like him. He is the God over Nigeria. (laughs) There is none like him. Those who oppose him will be decimated in the face of the earth. He brings down the wicked and exalts the righteous. He has exalted you. He has exalted you. He has lifted you up. There is nothing that can stand in your way. (laughs) He is the Lord God Almighty and he is for you. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Joshua before Jericho and he said, are you for us or against us? The guy practically told you that, man, (laughs) I am with the Lord God. Meaning that if you decide that you are not with the Lord God anymore, I'm against you. I am with anyone who is on the Lord's side. Are we on the Lord's side? Yes, you are. You have received eternal life. He has imprinted his DNA on you. That when the demons in hell see you, they say, this one is a son of God. You are bought. You belong to him. You must live every day with that mindset. That's what the faith is about. It's about saying that God has bought me. I am his property. Nothing can take me from him. (laughs) Hardships cannot take me away from him. Robbers cannot take me away from him. I belong to the Lord. I am encased in him. He is my protection. He is my life. He is my provision. He is is everything that I am. I I, I have become his own. (laughs) Oh, he is the Lord God Almighty. Can we just rise up and exalt the Lord this morning? (laughs) Can we just exalt the Lord this morning? Ah, say, say, Lord, I, I am proud to belong to you. My boast is in you. <laughs> I may have nothing material in this life, but I have you, so I have everything. <laughs> I have everything. I diligently seek you. Like Pastor Eli said this morning, I diligently seek you and I receive my reward. I diligently seek you and I receive my reward. 
Oh, you said that it is those that diligently seek you that receive a reward. Not those that work hard. Not those that accumulate wealth in this life. But those who diligently seek you. Hey! Oh, I, I, I believe, Lord. I believe in you. I believe in your power working over me. I believe in the finished work of Christ. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe in your power over me. I believe. I believe in your ownership over me. I believe. I believe that I am healed. I believe that I am saved. I believe that you have delivered me from all fear. I believe. And for those of us that are harboring fears, let me declare a word to you this morning. The Lord says, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. I am with you. Fear not. I am with you. You are not making mistakes. You are not entering wrong places. I am the one who is leading you. I am with you. Fear not. I have held you in my hands. I know where you're going. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know where you're going. I am the one taking you there. (laughs) I am the one taking you there. I am the one taking you there. Oh, cast out fear from your life. Cast out fear from your life. It is not part of the spirit I have given you. (laughs) I have given you power. I have given you a sound mind. I have shed my love in your heart. (laughs) Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Exalt the Lord this morning. Oh, lift up your hands and praise him this morning. Oh, give him praise this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Please be seated. Glory to God. Amen. You know, uh, 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 as Pastor Notch was preaching, and he was talking about magnifying God, you know, God just said, dealing with me about magnifying Him. You know, when I talk about magnifying Him, it means make Him big. That's one way of looking at it. So when I say magnify, exalt Him, make Him big. But it's just showing me something else. You know, so there are times that, like Pastor Notch even mentioned, there are times that it looks as if everything is down. It looks as if you can't find God. Amen. He says, magnify God. And picture is bringing it to me. You know, there are, there are, there are bacteria here. There are germs here that the physical eyes cannot see. Amen. But when you put it under the microscope, when you put it under the microscope, you can, the microscope can enlarge it until you can see it. So what God was saying at this point is that sometimes when you feel like I see God is not there, when you don't, you don't feel God at all. He says, search within the rubbles. Look, continue to exalt God until you see Him. Until you see Him, until your eyes can see Him. Say, so, no, I'm not giving up until I will find God in this mess. I will find God in this mess. Hallelujah. Let's learn to magnify God. Truly, let's learn to magnify God. Above everything that we feel, above everything that we are going through, above everything that the society is saying, the nation is saying, the things around us are saying, let's magnify God. Let's magnify God. Let's not wait till we come to like Job, that God is going, yeah, yeah, come, come, let's talk. Let us talk, let us discuss. Hey, don't wait for God to come and have a discussion with you. Just magnify Him. Amen. You know, some, some, sometimes, a while ago, God was telling me that um, everything around us is based on perspective. It's based on perspective. Amen. 
you know, uh, and truly just thinking about it. You know, if I lie down on the floor here behind this pulpit, the pulpit will look big. It looks mighty. It looks great. But when I'm standing here, it's looking small. The same thing for those of us who have flown before. When you're in the plane, you know, as you, as the higher you go, things begin to reduce in size until you're seeing cars, things, they look like ants. If things are, if, if life situations are looking large to you, it's just explaining or telling you, pointing to you where you are positioned. Because if you're up there with the most high, you see things as small as it says them. Amen. Learn to rise above your situations. Rise high. I begin to look down at challenges. Begin to look down at problems. Begin to look, look down at situations. But you can only rise high when you begin to magnify God. Amen. Magnify God. Magnify God. And look, it's, it's, it's a, it's a conscious thing you do. Because some of us just feel like it's just sweet. You know, I just wake up in the morning. This morning I just wake up. I, oh, there's a song in my heart. Oh, glory to God. I, I just sing it the song of life. Then, so, I don't know. Some of us are not as holy as uh, most of you. And the morning you wake up, you don't even, you don't even, you don't feel nothing. You don't even want to talk. You don't even want to, almost like as if you don't even want to open your eyes. Open, you don't want to open anything. I don't know. Those are times you open, open your mouth. You force the mouth to open. Like, uh, 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 say. Sometimes, like I said, you are chewing sand. You begin, the Lord is good and mercy and just forever. The Lord is good and mercy and just forever. The Lord is good and just You begin to speak it until you catch up with it. Amen. Let's learn to magnify God. Let's learn to magnify God. You know, uh, uh, like uh, Pastor Eli was saying when she was in prayer, and truly that thing really hit me. Uh, we've talked about it today. Uh, Hebrews 11, 11, 6. It says, for by, um, how does it? Um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Every time you step out in faith, you're pleasing God. So I don't feel, this morning I wake up and I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling so, I mean, I'm feeling super carnal. I know, I, I, sometimes you're feeling carnal, you're so happy that you're carnal, you're, you're, you're proud of your carnality this morning. I don't know if you feel that. That, 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 no. When I open my mouth and I begin to magnify God, that is faith. And God is saying, Kai, 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 this guy just pleased me this morning. Oh, Coco, Coco, Michael, see, see, see something, see, see, please, see my head is well. Just because you acted in faith. Not because you did anything, not because you gave a million dollars, not because, because you just chose that I am the just, I live by faith. I'm going to put my faith to work. By faith, Lord, I praise you. I give you praise. Nothing is working, but I give you praise. God is pleased. Let's learn to please God. Hallelujah. Let's learn to please God. Thank you, Pastor Notch. Please come and appreciate Pastor Notch. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.